Buddha Blog English Podcast Episode 13 Buddhism in Everyday Life Mindfulness Please also download my app Buddha Blog English from the Apple and Android stores. This podcast is largely funded by its listeners. I would be happy to welcome you as a supporter as well. Thank you to everyone who supports Buddha Blog in their own way. Cannot live without yoga. Buddha was a practicing yogi, Bodhidharma, the founder of Shaolin Monastery as a Chan temple, imitated the animals to restore blood flow between meditations. The Shaolin monks practice martial arts almost daily, where a large part is the stretching of ligaments and joints. In short, Buddhism is a philosophy in which physical exercise is an integral part. The focus is on exercises that today we summarize under yoga, but also Qigong and breathing exercises are very important in the teachings of the great teacher. Just today, while practicing, I thought that I have gained a lot with yoga, for me and for my health. I do about 45 minutes of stretching every day, always after the shower, exceptions are rare, discipline is an important issue in my life. In the process, it cracks and crunches, every joint is oiled, moved, stretched and cared for, it is completely incomprehensible to me how one can go through life without such stretching exercises, I admit it. Yoga has become so much a part of my daily routine that I can no longer imagine a life without it. For my weak spots, and I have plenty of them, I have put together specific exercises. Many years ago, I spent several months at the Yoga Institute of Ayenga, named by Time magazine in 2004 as one of the hundred most influential people in the world who was still teaching me personally at that time. Ayenga passed away in 2014, he was a wonderful teacher. His style is characterized by aids such as cushions, chairs, ropes and blocks to improve the effect of the exercises, or just to intervene medically in cases of damage and weakness, similar to something we call rehabilitation today. When I look at my fellow human beings, how they take care of their aches and pains, constantly run to the doctors, consume medications and pills in quantities, but do not get the idea to move, then there is something wrong in the system, to which I would like to draw attention to. There is nothing more beautiful than the feeling of well-being that flows through my body after yoga exercises. It doesn't have to be a special program either, there are enough good instructions on the net. I always do my standards. Then I add the special things for my weak points, like lower middle back, neck, shoulders and knees. It is very hard to fit a good yoga program into your daily routine, but it is also very rewarding. My program can be lengthened and shortened at will, it can be easily adapted to my life. Would you like to try it? The way is the goal. Buddha once said, 
Was there any greed, hatred, delusion or aversion in my heart just now? Reader's Letter Here I would like to publish a reader's letter because this reader puts the way and the goal in the center of his letter. Shaolin Reiner, German Shaolin and Chan Master Teachings about Buddha well formulated in an understandable way Enlightenment as a goal well analyzed Beautiful stories about China and impressive things from monks One opens up to the Dharma and becomes a better person Be sure to read Is Life Just a Dream? Your mind can build on it and see the reality Inspiring words on the path as a goal. I have write it because I pleased the Buddha nature. Open your heart to Buddhism because Buddha's teachings are a must. Signed Dennis Yu Omi Tofu. Well, the Buddha Sangha had and has eight groups of members that build on each other. According to our doctrines, there are even up to forty-eight groups, however. Here, the scholars argue partly clearly about the correct view. Generally speaking, there are two major groups, namely the ordained and the laity. I was once ordained, but am now a layman again. Whoever is or becomes a follower of the Enlightened One's teachings must one fine day ask himself, Wherever there might be more to the philosophy of the great teacher that can we imagine, and will then slowly but surely pass through the stages of membership of the Buddha's teaching. The path of the Buddha is process that must be understood intellectually before it can be walked. My texts are meant to make the listeners think, to present the Buddha's teachings in today's language, to integrate the philosophy into the reality of life, to show Buddhism in everyday life. Basics are yoga, meditation and lectures. According to Buddha, everything always comes as it must. So we should also think about our karma, because we all have our backstories. Maybe you are interested in joining the hierarchy of followers from beginner to master to walk the pathless path to the goalless gate to find the personal nirvana in the personal enlightenment. I know Dennis, the writer of the letter to the editor, only from some phone calls we had. We never met. In any case, my words seem to fall on vertebral ground with him. Perhaps some readers and listeners begin to understand the enlightenment also as their life goal. That would be a worthwhile realization for me as a small teacher, although, according to Buddha, I should not want or not wish. So your way is also my goal. Buddha once said, the Sangha depends on the singularity. I lead the life I want to lead. I have talked today with my colleague Bloom. He said the wise sentence, I lead the life which I would like to lead. He also said that he would mean it exactly in such a way in former times there he had thought about what he wanted to do with his life. Today he means to live in the here and in the now is exactly what he wants. For a few months now he has been meditating 
taking more care of himself. His thoughts have been silenced. He no longer has to run after all kinds of things, but he enjoys the little things and incidents that make up his everyday life. If he thought about how his parents have lived life at the stage he is now, already had three children, hardly had any time for themselves, but he could do what he wanted. It was good the way it was, he was leading the life he wanted to lead. None of us knows what the future holds. The thing that we see as absolute misfortune, they sometimes become a good event. My colleague Bloom said he wanted to refrain from any evaluation. Accept things as they come, a wise decision, I think. When he comes home, he says he takes off his clothes, throws himself in a comfortable fumble, talks to his partner, does the things he likes to do. He reads a book, cooks something, pursues his hobbies. He leads the life he wants to lead. Whoever can say something like that has made peace with himself, has realized life as it is, no longer runs after every brain fart, has arrived on the roadless path. No matter how we turn it around, we cannot escape our ego. We have to get along with ourselves. We must not lose ourselves in thoughts like guilt and atonement. Our wise being can quickly tip over feel like a nightmare. No matter how it is, no matter what he has done, the colleague Bloom, his name is really like that, has decided for himself to also accept everything as it was, to appreciate the feelings that led him to this and that decision, a wise decision. He, who lives as if today were his last day, as if today were eternity, has understood what it is all about, life without fears, free of worries. It can go stupidly if one doesn't lead the life which he wants to lead. Anyway, the way is the goal. Buddha once said, I will endure as long as eternity. The Middle Way I am often asked about the Middle Way. It is also so difficult to find it and to treat it to hold oneself in the middle. The middle way is easy to find, it lies between the opposites. It is not defection and also not diversion, it is a sober attitude of mind. Whoever moves on this path sees things as they are, not as he or she wants them to be. The one who likes to follow the path of Buddha, he or she lets things happen, does not resist incidents and events does not shrink from the many people who can play a role in life. But he or she is also not dependent on the emotions he or she might develop towards things, people and incidents, because in the middle lies the solution. At the edges of the path are their extremes, sky-high cheering or to death distressed, which quickly brings us out of step or even to fall. The middle way is harmonious, it feels good and right. Immediately you feel the whole universe under your feet, your being is in harmony with the environment. Mindfulness suddenly comes easy, hurting our living beings is impossible. Now one doesn't want anything, 
doesn't need it either. One is without fears and hardships because one knows about the connections. The middle way simply does good. The fights in the fort palace come to an end, the attachments become weaker, the breathing can go into every corner of the body because we are no longer attached to it either. Where the path leads us, who knows? Who really wants to know the future? Because deep inside, there we already know everything anyway. The past, the present and the future become one. The middle way brings peace, tranquility and clarity. Those who live with the extremes cannot find the true personality because it will remain hidden under shards and rubble. Those who believe that the dance on the volcano is the right way will not read my texts anyway and not listen to my podcasts. Those who think about it are at least interested. The middle way can also lead astray at every crossroad we can turn, left, right, ahead or back. We can also settle down right here maybe build a house, raise children. Again and again we have to ask ourselves if we are still on the middle path. Stay in the middle and be free, because the way is the goal. Buddha once said, paradoxical as it may seem, there is a path that can and must be traveled, but there is no traveler. Actions are performed, but there is no doer. Past, present and future. My colleague Bloom keeps saying, the past teaches us not to be too serious about the present and we rarely stick it to it in the future. A sentence full of Buddhist wisdom to the point. We humans have experienced so many things in the past that could have, should have, almost must have brought us closer to awakening. However, left in, right out, gladly also switched to drought, little we have learned, rarely questioned, the filters and the prejudices we have not revised. That is why we make the same mistakes again and again, as Einstein put it, the purest form of madness is to leave everything as it is and at the same time hope that something will change. The present is built on the past because our judgments are based on experience. However, we take ourselves far too seriously, cultivate our neuroses and fears, look for the way out of the valley of the ignorant, but find no way because we do not yet consider the pathless path feasible. To the followers of Buddha, logical slowly opens up which is without logical thinking, because at the end of the path there is a doorless gate, the entrance to Nirvana, with the goal of enlightenment, according to the example of the great teacher. In the future, there we want to do it better, however, this works out extremely rarely, because every moment would require a new consideration, but we do the same again and again with the old filters and the prefabricated judgments, prejudices. But just hope that something changes, which will not happen. How do you want your future to be? What seems to be really important? Where should the journey go? 
we all get older, maybe sick, then we die. What should remain of us? Perhaps the personality? Wherever this originated at conception or comes from some other place, one could meditate on it. In any case, it is always important to ask oneself questions, not to take anything for true or incontrovertible, to question everything, just as Buddha instructed us to do. We are surrounded by the world of beautiful appearances, little to nothing is real, everything is at least prettified, few want to see reality. What lessons have you learned from the past? How do they affect your present? And what does the future hold? Questions upon questions, but let's ask ourselves these questions too, or just keep the matter quiet. Grab a comfortable cushion, sit down, find peace. Right now, following this text, reflect in meditation on my words and on the sentence of my colleague Bloom. The way is to go. Buddha once said, we will always feel painful feelings in the future because of the will. Pathological fear. Many are so afraid, morbid fear, that they no longer even notice the fear because of which they pull the head. Fear why? But every person understands when others suffer fears. What happened then, when it first became anxious, remember the moment when real life made you panic, also made you scared to death. Why can't you influence this fear when you know the future, everything has an end, only the sausage, as you know, has two. How would you describe your worries in exactly five words? What is the most important lyric you can remember? What song has shaped you? Have you received mysterious instructions from the universe? Do you get through life easily with your kind? Sit down, shut up. Do you remember your first love? Do you have feelings of love with another living being now? At the end, without perseverance, or yet with a strong character, what is your status? What exactly is the pathological fear you suffer from? How did it come about? What went wrong? Why did you slip into the stage of anxiety? Do you want to get out of it? Be careful, be attentive. Everything has something to say. In the end, everything goes great. What was the reason? Young and stupid, ignoring the truth, expecting a freak out of many reasons. Why didn't you see this coming? Internal bleeding without wounds, pain and fears form a prison. What is your task? Is the mystery solved, completed? What are you running from? Why do you have such fears? Have you done all that was in your power? Bring the truth to light. What does that mean? What have you done? You should not go anywhere, neither because of your character, nor because of your ego. What were you planning to do? Can I ask you something? What kind of life could you lead if you had to explain your why? What have you been up to? How do you know about it? Can you think clearly right now? Or do you have the feeling of straw in your head? Does it help you further to hear my texts? 
What does all this bring us? How does it work with the awakening, the enlightenment? What would be written in your psychological report? Is it already written? Questions about questions. You are a Buddhist, aren't you? Have you tried to change your destiny? Looking away doesn't help. But you remain who you are. In Buddhism, the body is not the most important thing. The way is the goal. Buddha once said, Man always looks for refuge to shelter himself in his fear. Sometimes you can only save yourself. Sometimes you can only save yourself. You have to leave other people behind. Let go. Go your way. Or you go down with the others. The one who is at peace with himself, then possibly he can still save other people. But if he or she himself or herself is irrecoverably lost, then there is too little left. If you are at peace with yourself, you have made peace with your human destiny. Keep in mind that you cannot change anything about it anyway, no matter if you follow the path of Buddha or not. Everything comes as it has to, but we still have choices. We determine our fervor karma, depending on what we do with the cards that life deals us. Which cards we play, which we keep, in which order. And of course, depending on the karma of the environment, of the earth circle, of the universe, all these things play together, but if we don't save ourselves, no one else will do it for us. Consider what you ask for, it might be granted to you. Whether you save yourself or not, the earth continues to turn, perhaps a change will not even be noticed by your immediate environment, will have little effect, but you yourself you will clearly notice the difference. If you want to save yourself, you should define awakening as a goal for yourself. Work on personal enlightenment, because awakened people are mindful, striving, disciplined, a source of joy for the environment. Do you want to save yourself? Because other people cannot save you, only you yourself can, only you yourself may. The knowledge of the philosophy of the great teacher is the beginning, the journey goes through life. But whoever follows the Indian prince feels no more fears, has no worries, feels no hardships. Because he or she knows that all fears and worries lead to nothing, therefore he or she doesn't need to cultivate them. Thus, the seeker can change into a knower, simply by deciding to know from now on because the facts are obvious, Buddha has spread the key point simply and clearly with his teaching. We are born, we age, we get sick and then we die. Nothing we can change, nothing we can keep, nothing we can determine, but we can save ourselves, because reincarnation is not mandatory if we have then reached enlightenment. Save yourself, live according to the example of the teacher of all teachers. His way is also my goal. Buddha once said, spiritual behavior is of two kinds. May they keep their happiness. 
salt. Buddha once said that his teachings have a universal taste. Just as the salt in the sea tastes the same everywhere, his philosophy would taste the same to everyone. This also makes sense because his words are the same for everyone, have the same implication for the rich and the poor, for the young and the old, for every inhabitant of this world, no matter where she or he lives. Remember the taste of salt water. Have you ever had it in your mouth? It is a flavor all its own, somewhere between worlds, impossible to pinpoint. It's hard to imitate or replicate, it's such a typical sensation on the palate, indeed in the whole mouth, somewhere between sushi, seaweed, fish and salt. Just like the taste of salt water, the Buddha's teaching cannot be broken down into components the teaching is based on the Buddha's life as a role model, the Sangha as a community, and the teaching the Dharma as a guide through life towards enlightenment. The positive attitude that is inherent in this teaching of the teacher of all teachers can also be tasted in the salt water, which, once tasted, can never be forgotten. It is true that its taste is not delicious, but it is universal, the same in every place in the world, it has always been like this. Since I was a child, this aroma has not changed a bit. Those who hear my texts here know what I am talking about. The teachings of Buddha has always been there, has always been waiting for us, has never been delicious, but clear and distinct. Life is suffering which is based on the fact everything we can overcome greed, hatred and slander through the noble eightfold path of the Buddha. What do you think? Could the perfect one have discovered this teaching for us, realized these connections 2500 years ago, just to help us? I mean yes. Only when we can quiet our mind, then we will experience peace. The mind palace plays its tricks on us all day long, we are made to believe by the ego that we have to live with fears and worries. But this is not so, because these emotions are negative, do not bring us forward, can therefore go away. The thought palace should become like a meadow of flowers, in which there is a beautiful temple, picturesquely bound by trees with animals on the clearings. By no means should it be a depressive place where the forts make on slaughter after another. Think of the taste of salt water, the journey is the destination. Buddha once said, when you taste a flavor with your tongue, do not cling to its signs or appearances. Did you enjoy the podcast? Thank you for listening to Buddha Blog. Did you notice that there are no ads running here? that you are not initiated with consumer messages. Would you like to thank the author of this blog for his work with a donation? Support me. Contribute to the extensive costs of this publication. Your support can help to continue the important work. Please also download my app Buddha Blog English from the Apple and Android stores. 1000 thanks.